Vanetics with Gabriel of Urantia and Neon Emerson Chase. An ongoing series of lectures and teachings on spiritual leadership, personal change, and the principles of divine administration. Part of the curriculum of the University of Ascension Science and the Physics of Rebellion. More information can be found at UASPR.org. This episode is titled, Changing the World from the Inside Out and Not from the Outside In. Here is Gabriel of Urantia. Today, the in thing is to be an activist. Everybody and their mother is an activist. Just about every movie star, rock star, and sports hero has a cause. And, of course, a lot of the causes are good. Cause is good. But none of the causes are really going to make any difference to the total problems of this fallen world. If the environment was totally cleansed up tomorrow, which, of course, it's not going to be, but if it took out, let's say everybody got it together and did everything right in 20 years and it was cleaned up, it would be missed up by your negative thoughts. Many higher civilizations have been destroyed on this planet. And higher planets with higher technology and totally cleaner environments destroyed by the ugly, inequitous souls that walk on the planet, even though the planet themselves, who are much higher consciousness and in, um, you know, in things to do to take care of the earth that they walk on, the planet's still destroyed. They have been destroyed by the cruelty of human beings and other mortals to each other, and by their negative thoughts, which affect the environment more than anything else. Continuing fifth epoch of Revelation teaches that our thoughts affect the particle reality around us for the good or for the bad. And so what makes a, a place holy is the people that live there. How holy are they? What makes a city holy is the amount of people that live there closest to God. And so there have been holy cities and holy places, such as Tibet and other holy places on this planet. But when the people become less holy, when they don't evolve, the places become less holy and eventually can be overtaken by man or the elements. I used to go into a Benedictine monastery where the Sisters of Perpetual Adulation pray 24 hours around the clock. You see sisters in their 90s sitting there praying. They take half-hour turns all the time. And so when you go down to where they call the, the, the altar where the communion lives, the power that you feel there is powerful. The power of God in ancient Hebrew teachings, in the Holy of Holies, in the Ark of the Covenant, when you went into that close veil room, they called it the Shekinah glory because the same thing 
Only the highest of the holy men went there, inside there, and prayed. And um, it was said that if you went inside that sphere and you were unclean, that you would have a heart attack and possibly die right on the spot. Um, I've heard stories by Native Americans, Wallace Black Elk told me that a lot of people go into Native holy lands, all holy lands, and that they're attacked by bees or animals, uh, hornets, and they can't go on. They can't, they're afraid to go forward because they're not welcome. They're so unclean that nature takes care of them. Uh, once Nigan and I were walking and the babies at that time were walking up a, a hill and uh, we saw this person walk up past us, uh, Granite Mountain in Prescott. And uh, they were walking pretty fast and she was, you know, really trotting along. And, and uh, then about two minutes later, maybe three to five minutes later, I forget exactly how long it was, she was running down the hill. And she ran by us. She said, did you see those snakes, those rattlesnakes? We said, no. She said, well, when I saw the first one, I was concerned. And then I walked on, and when I saw the second one, I was more concerned. And when the third one came after me, I got really concerned. We didn't, she said, you didn't see any. We said, no. And uh, so that's the teaching of the Native Americans. Uh, they don't want you around, they'll get ready. So inward change, not outward causes, is what is needed by the people of this fallen world. I feel that every American must begin to develop a relationship with the living God. Living God. Not with the force, not with spirit, living God. Men need to grow up and become men of God. Women too need to grow up and become women of God. Both are responsible for all of the myths in this world you are part of the problem. You need to ask God what God wants of you. And then you need to listen to what God says back to you. Listen to what God says back to you. Often God says, okay, are you serious about that? Now you need to take a giant step. But most individuals only want to take baby steps. Millions and millions of Americans hate their jobs. They even hate their careers. Because God wants every created son and daughter to have more than just a job. I found that out when I was, thank God, in this life, 24 years old. I quit this computer job. I was making $2,000 a month. I was young. I was married. I had a child. 
I was in a union. I had a couple weeks vacation a year, medical benefits. Had my life pretty much set. People that liked me, executives that liked me. But deep in my heart, there was this nudge, this nudge that I didn't belong there, that this wasn't real. And I prayed even then. I didn't know God like I know God now. But I heard very clearly, what do you love? Well, Lord, I, I love to sing. Then be a singer. That's all I knew at the time. I loved to sing. That's all I knew. And that job was taking me more and more away from singing. More and more away. Good job. So I quit to start another band. My wife was pissed. I mean, she was angry. As a matter of fact, she divorced me. I mean, to say the least. I made a couple wives angry because I followed my heart. But in following my heart, I followed God's will. Not that the heart always is right, because the heart has two compartments. One yourself, lower self, one your higher self. So you got to make sure you're hearing from God's self. But oh man, am I glad I'm not back there now. Well, I'd probably be a programmer at least. <laughs> you know, not even an operator, but a programmer. Probably making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Be the, one of the most miserable Americans on the planet, just like most of you. He wants you to have, ladies and gentlemen, destiny. A destiny. A destiny might not be just one career. It might be many. I know what it is to be channeled the wrong way in life. I have to come to God. Say, Father, why would you let me go through that? Every time I see a great film, I want to be in it. I want to be part of it, and I'm kind of angry that I'm not. And Jesus comes back to me. And every time I see a big concert happening, I want to play it. I want to play to those thousands. And Jesus comes back to me. And he says, one day you will sing your songs on a music star. And all the children of all time will listen to your songs. Now, I either got to believe by faith that's going to happen, or I give up all of this and try to be a rock star. And believe me, I heard the voice of God giving me direction most of my adult life. Or else I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. I'd be trying to do what those other ones are trying to do, become famous. 
on this fallen world called Urantia, 99% of people do not meet their destinies. That's why it's a fallen world. In every step of the educational path, souls are led astray by a system based on greed, materialism, and selfishness. The world system is owned and operated by the dark powers of the fallen Telegastia, whom many would call the devil or Satan, and his army of fallen angels, midwares, and other fallen entities that speak to you whenever they can, however they can get through to you. That's what they do. There's the good guys on the other side, and there's the bad guys on the other side. There's the good guys on this side, and there's the bad guys on this side. The bad guys say the good guys are bad. And the good guys say the bad guys are bad. How do you know what the truth is? G-O-D. In your relationship with God, listening and learning to hear from God yourself. Yourself. Not me. You don't have to believe anything I say. But if you talk to God and God says I'm telling you the truth, that's confirmation. Confirmation. A lot of times you don't hear the confirmation because you're not sincere when you ask. And your lower self says, it's not, that's not true. <laughs> and you believe your lower self because you don't want the higher truth. There is a higher truth. If there wasn't, where are we going to go when we die? What's heaven? What's paradise? What's the mansion worlds? What's ascension? There is a higher truth and truths and truths and truths. Ever stretching, ever, ever changing, ever becoming bigger. There is a great conspiracy that has gone on now for the last 200,000 years since the fall of Lucifer. A great conspiracy. They speak to the minds of people who seek their own will over God's will. And oftentimes, their own will is in alignment with the will of the rebellion towards God. And you don't have to sacrifice one bit to please Caligastia. But you do have to sacrifice to please God. And that you don't want to do. You want it easy. Instant mashed potatoes. Instant this. Instant that. You want it easy. You don't want to sacrifice. You think Jesus didn't sacrifice? You think every good man or woman who ever decided to walk with God has not sacrificed? They had to give up certain friends that weren't really their friends in the first place. They had to give up jobs. They had to give up careers. They had to change their thinking and walk into the light of God and God's will. Interchange. What you don't realize is by not hearing that voice of God in your life, you've already sacrificed your own life and the lives of your children. 
because you are guilty of not hearing the voice of God in your life for your children. You're not an elder to them. So if you're lucky, God will find them other elders. God will pull them literally from you to bring them into a relationship with godly men and women. He's done this throughout the ages. That's what he does. That's what he did with me. That's what he'll do with you. I found my first spiritual father in this planet, in this life, when I was 24 years old. And my first spiritual mother. My first spiritual mother was a famous evangelist. Her name was Catherine Coleman. She taught me God. She taught me the mother circuitry in God. Because up in that time, I was kind of an inner city macho kind of a guy. She taught me to be mother circuited and son circuited. Then I would meet godly men, my elders. They taught me to be a balanced father and a balanced son circuitry. Walking with God. He will bring people then into your lives that are good for you. They arrange it. What do you think they do behind the scenes? Sleep? What do you think this battle is? See, you don't realize what the battle is. That's what I'm trying to teach you. You can't just pick up good causes. Let me ask you, has God chosen your job? Has God chosen your career? Has God chosen your husband? Your wife? Where do you live? Where you live geographically? Has God chosen that? Have you ever followed even the first commandment? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, then your neighbor as yourself. Man, if you can just do that one. If everyone can do that, all over the world, the world would change overnight. I have found in my life that by loving my neighbor and helping them, I get the help of God. I mean, God gives to me because I give to someone else. That's why I've, we've been able to do what we've done. That's the principle, the spiritual law. It's right there in the book of Genesis. Be thy brother and sister's keeper. If every person that is unhappy in their jobs or careers quit and ask God to guide them to the job or career that God wanted them to have, the world would change. Overnight, they begin to look for true leaders or become one themselves. Once you begin to talk to God and really hear what God is saying, and God begins to guide you, 
you may then have to sacrifice. Maybe you only have one car instead of three. You might not be able to wear designer clothes or eat at the most expensive restaurants. But if you take this step of faith from the inside out, you will find out that someone may give you a car. And that designer clothes can even be found <laughs> at the Goodwill <laughs> and other thrift stores like Savers. You will learn when you come to God to live more simply. Who knows, you might even become part of a community of people who grow their own food. What an idea. <laughs> who knows, you might even carpool. <laughs> you might have to learn to exist with five or six other people in a big car with you, going from one place to another. Well, I never do that. <laughs> okay, great. But I guess I guarantee you you're going to do it when the gas is gone. You might learn to share other clothing with people. And other necessary needs in life, you just might learn to share. Then you might become part of the solution of the planet. The solution. Wherever you live, if you seek to do the right thing, God will lead you to someone else who is saying that same prayer you're saying to God. That's how it works. It's called serendipity. I teach this all the time. And if I don't have serendipities happening to my life every day, I get worried. Serendipities. Something that happens that you know you couldn't have made happen. You know that some power had to make it happen. That's a serendipity. That's got to be happening to you. If that's happening to you, you know you're on the right track. If it's not happening, you're in trouble. And the bigger things that happen, then you're on a higher track. Higher track. You know you're getting closer to whatever. Buddhists call it enlightenment. We call it here stabilization on the third psychic circle. To get closer. Hindus, the Kundalini power. Getting closer. It's called something in every religion. What is that something? Getting closer to God. And hearing God more, the voice of God more. That's what that closer is. The citizens of the light of this planet, they definitely need to find each other. Citizens of the light need to find each other. From the Arctic to the Antarctic, from the east to the west, and help each other to step out of the false system of greed and materialism and selfishness into the system of the kingdom of God, building together the divine new order of this earth. This is our planet's only hope. When enough people make this 
universal decision together. Then the first stage of light and life begins on a planet. It begins. The Juancha book says on page 625, human government in the conduct of material affairs continues to function throughout this age of relative progress and perfection. The public activities of a world in the first stage of light and life, which I recently visited, he's able to go from one world to another, were financed by the tithing technique. Every adult worker, all able-bodied citizens, worked at something to serve others. And they paid 10% of his or her income to increase the public treasury to go back to the others who need it. And it was dispersed by ministers. On this planet, on this other world, 3% of the money taken by those who gave it willingly was expended in the promotion of truth science, and education, and philosophy. 3% was devoted to beauty, play, social leisure, and art. 3% was dedicated to goodness, social service, altruism, and religion. 1% was assigned to the insurance reserves against the risk of incapacity for labor, resulted from accident, disease, old age, or unpreventable disasters. The natural resources of this planet were administered as social possessions, community property. No one owns the land. And I guarantee you it wasn't money that they were bartering. It was something else. I guarantee you it wasn't capitalism. The majority of social administrative posts on any higher world is held jointly by men and women of spiritual status. Most of the teaching is also done jointly by men and women. Like all judicial trust, all judges, couples, we call them here spiritual compliments. So, ladies and gentlemen of the earth, let your first cause be yourself. And you will then become part of the solution of this planet. And so, as we say here, spirit solution, that is the solution. God bless you, brothers and sisters, and thank you. Gabriel of Urantia and Neon Emerson Chase, an ongoing series of lectures and teachings on spiritual leadership, personal change, and the principles of divine administration. Part of the curriculum of the University of Ascension Science and the Physics of Rebellion. More information can be found at uaspr.org.